0: This episode of Fearless Rebel Radio is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the amazing 12-week online group coaching program that I run where we build up your worth from the ground up so that it's no longer hinging on the way that you look. It's got personalized coaching from me and incredible community support plus lifetime access. Get details on what's included in this program and sign up to be notified when doors open for the next cycle by going to SummerInanin.com forward slash you on fire. I would love to have you in that program and in that group. This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth and confidence and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 154, and I'm solo talking about how to deal with diet talk, specifically around the holidays, but just in general, how to deal with people making comments about your food and your body. And how to deal with other people talking about their own diets and their own bodies. So specifically, we're going to talk about three ways to deal with unsolicited comments about your food and or your body or your child's. We're going to talk about five ways to deal with food and body talk from family and friends. And four ways to make setting these boundaries easier as well. I'm going to talk a little bit about how to be more resilient to diet ads and all that January new, you new year, new year, new, you bullshit. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode Including a free download with the steps and the different options to take when it comes to dealing with comments and body talk at summerinandand.com forward slash 154. Before we begin, I just have a couple of announcements. I want to give a shout out to Hates Being Called Jenny, who left this amazing five-star review, a message we all need. It's hard to be body positive in today's world of impossible beauty standards. I love listening to this podcast because it gives me hope that our world has voices in it that are working to give women an option besides dieting. The path to a wonderful relationship with your body seems clearer after listening to Summer for a while. Thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. Thank you so much. That's a really, really touching review. Thank you. If you haven't left a review, you can do so by going to iTunes, searching for ratings and reviews, and then click to leave a review or give it a rating as well. Make sure that you subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can do that via whatever platform you use, whether it's Spotify, iTunes or YouTube or Stitcher. Why don't you just subscribe across all platforms? That would be awesome. <laughs> and uh, don't forget you can grab the free 10 day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. Can I just pause for a moment and talk about how ridiculous it is that every time I go to record, there's like construction happening. And the reason why I'm recording today instead of later on this week is because the person who lives attached to me, so I live in like a triplex, they're getting their chimney re re something, something they're doing something to their chimney. And she said, it's going to be incredibly loud. So I hustled to get this podcast together so that I could record it before the stuff starts happening with her chimney. And, uh, meanwhile, I sit down to record it and like there's construction that just starts going on outside and maybe you can't even hear it. (laughs) I'm hoping you can, I'm hoping that like somehow it's not transitioning into this microphone. I, I feel like it probably isn't, or maybe it's very, very Faint. But in any event, I just want to talk about the ridiculousness of some of these things and, and how um, it's hard to just find a time that's quiet to actually do these recordings. <laughs> okay, so today's episode is really brought to you by you. Uh, in my Instagram stories, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I asked you about some of the biggest struggles that you have uh around the holidays. And, uh, one of the biggest themes was how to deal with unsolicited comments from family and friends about the food that you're eating and about your weight to you or your kids or about your kids. I should say how to deal with other people talking about their own food and their diet and just having fat phobic friends and fat phobic relatives. And, and then how to be resilient to diet ads. So I've combined those into this one episode because they all sort of tie together nicely. And then all the other things I got were all about overeating and social events and weight gain around the holidays. So that's going to be in a separate episode, which I'm hoping will be come out next week, assuming that I can have peace and quiet to record it. So if you responded to me with one of those, like how can you overcome the guilt around overeating or just overeating in general, and I use overeating in quotation marks, and I'll talk about why in the next episode, weight gain around the holidays, all that stuff that's going to be in the next episode. So thank you, because it was just great to see that so many of you were concerned about the same things. So know that you're not alone and know that I'm going to have some good answers for you about those things next, next time. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about, uh, how to deal with the, the holiday diet talk, setting boundaries and things like that. So I've split it into four parts because I compartmentalize everything. And that is three ways to deal with unsolicited comments about your food or your body. Or if people are making comments about your child's food or body, we're going to talk about five ways to handle food and body talk or diet talk from friends and family Four ways to make this easier on yourself, which also applies to how to become more resilient to diet ads and things like that. So I recorded a really good episode on boundaries a while ago. It is episode 124. I will link it in the show notes and it talks a little bit more about setting boundaries why they're important, why they're difficult and things like that. So I'm not going to go into that because I've talked about it before, but just know that Speaking up and advocating for yourself and setting boundaries is supposed to be uncomfortable, but it's necessary and it's necessary for your mental health and your sense of self-worth. There was this really brilliant meme that I saw that um Nelgana Positivity Pride reposted from the Mind Geek and it was about boundaries and it was like essentially just splitting it into you know what we're choosing when we set a boundary versus what we are overcoming and so let me summarize it, but I'll link to it in the show notes. Cause it's just better to see, but it, you know, when we're setting boundaries, it's important to remember that we're choosing temporary discomfort, self-respect, protecting our finite energy and authentic connection over growing resentment, self-sabotage, compassion, fatigue, and burnout, and staying hidden. And so the, this really just puts into perspective that even though it's uncomfortable, we're choosing these things over the larger discomfort of self-sabotage, resentment, staying hidden, compassion, fatigue, and burnout. And I loved the way that the, that was put together because it just spoke to the fact that setting boundaries is, is difficult. And so why am I even talking about setting boundaries? Well, because when it comes to uncertainty, solicited comments from family and friends about the food that you're eating or your body. It requires you to set boundaries. And so I'm going to go through three ways to handle it, three options. And it's kind of in order of like the least direct to the most direct. And it's going to depend on the situation. But before I say anything else, know that whatever anyone says is not about you. So whatever they're saying or doing is not about you. It's about them and only them. When someone makes a judgmental comment or a gesture, it only gives you information about that person and says nothing about you. So you can tattoo that on your arm if you need to. And so even in the moment, you can ask yourself, what might this say about them? That they're an asshole, that they have their own fat phobic bullshit to deal with, that their life is obviously not in a good place if they feel the need to comment on my body, you know, things like that. And maybe it's not, that they're an asshole, but it's just that they are so immersed in diet culture themselves. And that's not giving them a free pass still requires you to set a boundary, but it's just a way for you to say, okay, this is not about me. This is really about them. So I'm going to go into the three ways that you can deal with unsolicited comments from family and friends. And so much of this depends on the situation and how much energy you have to expend on this. I highly encourage my clients to speak up and set boundaries and protect their mental health. But I would never push anyone to do this if they felt unsafe or if it puts them in a position to experience a lot of confrontation or a lot of shame that's not i would i you know the option there would be to leave the situation boundaries are about protecting your mental health and they should feel uncomfortable if they don't like that's awesome that you can do that most people feel uncomfortable but we don't want to we don't want to put you in a situation where you feel unsafe so the first option is, I mean, aside from just leaving, like just, just getting the hell out of there. I didn't put that as an option, but I suppose it should be. So like a sub option is just get out of there, but option number one, make your answer short and sweet. So let's say, you know, like creepy uncle Jim makes a comment, like, are you really going to eat all those mashed potatoes? A simple, yes, I am works great. You know, just, yeah, I am. Get out of here, you know? <laughs> Get, yes, I am. And then you can always change the subject. You can always leave the room. And again, this is just about, like, you don't want to if this is in a situation where maybe you don't feel totally safe like standing up for yourself or saying please don't comment on my food and body which is also like a very good short and sweet answer but just like owning it yeah it's none of my business please don't comment on my food so some some really short answers to these things would be like yes i am or that's none of your business or please don't comment on my food please don't comment on my body you're goddamn right i'm going to eat those you are goddamn right. I'm going to eat those potatoes. <laughs> you know you can own that you you're just going to eat like a grown ass adult. Uh, but the point being is is try to just keep it really short and sweet. You don't know, you don't owe an explanation to anyone. You don't need to justify your choices to anyone. And you can change the subject or leave the room for a bathroom break. You don't even have to answer them. You can ignore them. So if they make a comment about like are you going to eat that, you can just look at somebody else across the table and say oh hey did you watch last week's episode of. Uh, the 90210 reboot, you know, or whatever you're into. You could even kind of think of like, what are some subject matter things that I could bring up if, if the conversations start to go towards dieting. And that's, um, kind of in the second part of this episode in terms of like how to deal with other people's diet talk, but as it relates to you, if you are not in a position where you feel like you can comfortably defend yourself or you want to answer, you just want to ignore, then just change the subject or leave the room for a bathroom break. Just, just, I'll get up and leave. You don't have to stay there. You can leave the, the environment. You can leave the place. You do not have to stand there and subject yourself to any kind of disrespect. And I think that that's really important. Even if it's from your parents, like we don't have to be good girls and sit there and take it. If someone's disrespecting you get out of there. And so that's that's option number one. It's really about the the short and anth- the short way of dealing with it. So either a really direct answer, don't comment on my food or or body, or that's none of your business, or yes, I am going to eat that, or no, I'm not doing that diet anymore. Change the subject and leave. Option number two is one that I generally push people towards um, when I'm working with them, and that's to. Have a conversation with people that are in your life about what you need from them. So uh, if you know that you have a family or friends that have made comments about your food or body in the past, then I encourage you to speak to them in advance to ask for their support. And I believe Linda Bacon has some scripts on the resources page of, of the website of their website. And on there, you can see there's like scripts to use at the doctor. And I believe there's one that you can use with people in your life as well, but something like, I know you love me for who I am. And I'd really love your support on something. It would mean the world to me if we didn't talk about weight or food or dieting anymore. I know we used to talk about this stuff all the time. But I realize now that it only ever made me feel worse. I love your support on this. Is that something that you think you could do? So this is helpful if you don't want them to talk about their dieting as well, or their weight. And it's also about you and and not wanting them to talk to you about your health or dieting or weight. And again, like you don't really have to go down and justify why, like you, you, you absolutely can. If you want to, you can tell people that, you know, you're focusing on your well-being now and you're not focusing on your weight. You've done a lot of work to heal your relationship with food that you've learned a lot about, um, something called intuitive eating. And it's making you feel better or that you've learned about health at every size and you'd like their support. And if they want to learn more, you can give them some resources, but you, you don't have to, you don't owe them that explanation. You're simply asking for their buy-in on something to protect your mental health and hopefully they will oblige. And this may require you to enforce this boundary over and over until they really understand like, no, that type of comment is what I'm talking about. That's what I really don't want you to say anymore or talk about anymore. And again, you don't have to convince people as to why you're doing what you're doing. You can always just say to them, if you're curious to learn more, I'd be happy to share it with you. And then you can share with them a podcast episode or a book or something like that. And sometimes, you know, parent well-meaning family will say something like, "Well, I'm just concerned for your health." And if that's the case then again, like the tell them that the best way to support your well-being is to not make comments on your body or food and tell them again that you've done a lot of work around this and that you're focusing on your well-being without it being about your weight. So, that's what I encourage people to do whether it's in person or via email or over the phone before. So, maybe not like during Thanksgiving dinner, although like if that's what you want to do kudos to you. But I would have people do this before often just emailing it to people. And sometimes you get really supportive responses. And sometimes you don't hear anything. And I think that that's a little, you know, feels a little bit um, hurtful or vulnerable. But you've done a good thing in that you have set a boundary, you have said, like, this is really important to me, and I want your support on this. And I think that we have to remember that other people have their own history and stories with food and dieting and their bodies. And sometimes they make it about themselves. And so we have to just acknowledge that again, you're not responsible for their reaction. You are just responsible for setting the boundary and for you and to go into it with, with no expectation. Um, just that you hope that you get their buy-in on it. Okay. Option number three, and this is, is to be really clear about how they're making you feel. So this is a situation where maybe you, you have a parent that is making you feel ashamed and hurting you. Uh, you've, you've set the boundary and they're not listening to you. They're not following through on it. And so that's where you can be really direct with them. Tell them you're making me feel ashamed. You're hurting me. You're disrespecting me and our relationship. Uh, it, you know, you deserve the utmost love and respect from others. and sometimes that means really asking people uh, what you need from them. And sometimes it means making really hard decisions about reducing the amount of time you spend with them, or cutting them out of your life, or going to counseling to work through those things. And so sometimes you can write it down, like write it in a letter to share your feelings if that feels easier. You don't have to have that conversation on the spot. It just really depends on the situation, but by labeling the feeling, telling them how they're hurting you, you are just taking it that one step further to really ask for their buy-in, which like, I really hope you don't have to do that, but oftentimes it does go to this to assert your boundary. And so the same thing applies to kids. So a couple of you asked me, like, what do I do when people make comments about my child's body or food? The same thing applies. And I would hope that it's actually easier to set the boundary around your kids because you just have that sort of like internal, like I will kill anyone that comes near my child or hurts them. So if like you have, you know, if grandma and grandpa make comments about your child's body or food, you want to put a pin in that immediately. I don't care if it's like supposed to be cute, or if we don't want to hurt grandma's feelings, because she's starting to become senile, I don't care. Your child's well being is more important than all of that. So these same boundaries and these same steps apply. And you have to be the advocate for for your child in this situation. I mean, obviously, if they're a teenager, you can talk about it with them. But if it's like a little kid, these things start to get into their brains and their minds. So if grandma's like, Oh, look at you eating all your food, cleaning your plate. Like that's, you know, you're obviously not going to tell grandma to fuck off. Cause that's kind of mean, but you can just say, mom, we don't want to talk about food or like how much, how much, um, how much he, she, or they has eaten. You know, let's, let's just talk about something different. And then maybe you can talk to your mom after and just say like, Hey mom, like, you know, I really overcame all this stuff with food. I'm really trying to make sure that my child has a good relationship with food. I'd really appreciate it if you didn't make these comments. I know. that's a conversation I'm going to have to have. I really do. I know, which is totally fine. And it's probably when I'm going to have to like beat like a dead horse, unfortunately, because my mom's really into like applauding people who eat lots of food. (laughs) That's just, uh, the environment that I grew up in. So, and I don't want anyone talking about food or their bodies in front of, in front of my child. So those are the three main th- main things that you can do. Okay, let's move to the second part which is five ways to deal with body and diet talk from family and friends. So this is actually part of this is referenced from a very old blog post that I wrote that I'll link in the show notes called six ways to deal with holiday diet talk. And again, the option that you choose here is going to be dependent on the situation you're in. The energy that you have that you want to put into it. And so this applies to fat phobic relatives, this applies to coworkers, it applies to friends, it applies to going into like any kind of social situation where people are talking about dieting, you can use any number of these. So the first one is to ignore it, which maybe you're like, really just ignore it. But sometimes ignoring it is the best option. Like maybe it's a situation where you don't feel comfortable speaking up or someone just said something in passing or you're in like a group environment where someone is saying something like let's say you're in like a group fitness class and the instructor says something which I know com- comes up all the time you can picture it as just static coming out of their mouths you can use this as a moment to take a deep breath and focus on relaxing your shoulders like go inward you can think about things that you're grateful for or take in the details of your surroundings you can sing a song in your head or put on earphones which is great if you're in an office setting. So really just trying to ignore it like just see it as just you know vomit coming out of their mouth essentially and focus on something about you like something that you want to pay attention to in your own life and situation and really like I tell I tell clients this all the time focus on why you're glad you're not doing that anymore you know what are you gaining by not dieting anytime i hear people talking about like you know, any of that kind of typical diet talk, like, Oh, I need to burn this off or like, Oh, I shouldn't have eat that. Like all I just think about like, wow, I'm just so glad I'm not like that anymore. Like, it's just so nice not to have those thoughts running through my head. It's so nice to be able to talk about other things other than that. Or it's just so nice to have like time where we can just be quiet and not talk at all because we don't have to talk about food to fill the air and space. And so that's something that you, you know, I really want you to, to focus on with any of these is like, why are you happy that you're not doing that anymore? Because oftentimes we start to take it personal and we're like, I wonder what they're thinking about me or I should be dieting. Well, no, think about like why you're glad you're not in that situation. And it doesn't mean you're better than those other people. It just means that like you found a different path that's and, and you've seen how oppressive dieting is because we all know that like all of us have been subjected to that. And all of us were at some point in time, one of those people in some way, shape or form talking about our diet. Number two is to change the subject or leave the room. So sometimes it's appropriate to talk about the ridiculousness of diet culture and I'll give you some one liners in the next point, but sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes if you're around the dinner table And you, you know, it just, you just don't want to, so you can remove yourself from the situation. Like just, you know, like, Ooh, those mini meatballs hit my intestines hard. Like I need to get out of here and just use the bathroom or, Oh, wow. Did you see that? Like they might actually do a season two of the 90210 reboot. Obviously, you can tell what's been on my mind lately, Uh, you know, and change the subject. So again, having having like these kind of like conversation starters in your head, things that you can talk to talk about to change the subject to to get people out of that rabbit hole if if you want to. And that's a good option. If you don't feel comfortable speaking out, just want to move on. I always encourage people to speak out and set boundaries, but again, this is an individual thing. And if it was your mom, then I would absolutely like, you know, tell you to set a boundary and use one of the other steps that I laid out previously. But if this is just like a random person who you see once a year, who makes a comment about their keto diet, like just change the subject or leave the room. Okay. Number three is to, if you want to respond, then make your answer short and sweet. So perhaps a friend starts talking about like how bad they are for eating desserts or about how they need to hit the gym hard tomorrow. You know, some, some short one-liners can be, you know, food is just food. We're not good or bad for eating it. Or there are so many more interesting things we can talk about. Tell me about your upcoming trip, or I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff anymore. And that's a good response if someone comments on your body. So if someone's like, oh, you look like you've lost weight. Like, I don't know why people say that as a compliment, but it just is so embedded in our culture. But a good response to that is I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff anymore. Or like if someone's like, oh, look at you, you're so good for only having one piece of dessert or whatever. Again, I don't I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff anymore. That's a really good response. Uh you can say, like, oh, dieting always made me miserable. I'm so glad I'm not doing that anymore or you can be like, Oh, you didn't murder a dog. Like you're not a bad person for eating what you want. Or if someone's talking about like how they're so bad for eating dessert, you can say like, you're a grown ass adult. You can do what you want. Don't feel bad for eating something that you want to eat. Or if it relates to exercise, you know, I move my body because I want to, I don't base it on what I'm eating. Or, you know, you can give someone else permission to do that. So you can just give one little one liners there. If, if, you know, you want to explain to them more about intuitive eating or health at every size. I'll get to that in one second, but, uh, the one-liners are good. They generally just kind of like shut it down or, or open it up for an inquiry from the other person. Like, what do you mean you don't pay attention to that anymore? Like what is your head on backwards? And then you can say like, yeah, like I discovered this other thing called intuitive eating. And if you want to learn more, I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, number four is to Tell people what you need from them in advance, like that you don't want them talking about their diet or food. So similar to how you don't want them talking about your body or diet or food, you can tell them that you don't want them talking about theirs. That's totally fair. And so if you have family that does that, if that's something that you used to kind of bond over, I really encourage you to set that boundary, like to say like, here, here's what I need from you and make it about you, not about them. Like, don't make them feel bad for doing what they're doing. You know, they... Are entitled to do that, they're entitled to kind of eat with the way they want to eat or feel the way they feel about their bodies. Um, obviously, we don't want them to, uh, we know that there's a better way, but it's not about making them feel bad or guilty, it's really about you and your well being. So, definitely make it about you. And then, number five is you can explain to them a little bit about intuitive eating or health at every size. So saying something like, I used to feel that way about food too. Then I discovered intuitive eating and read all the research on why diets don't work and why a lot of the things that we've been taught about weight are based on shoddy science it really helped me to see how dieting had impacted my relationship with food, and how I could start to heal that. And now I eat the things I want when I want them, and I don't see food as good or bad, and I won't, no longer feel guilt. And it's pretty, pretty awesome, actually. If you want to learn more, here's a podcast. Here's a, here's a book. Give them my podcast. Uh, give them my book. Uh, <laughs> and that's you know have that conversation with them. I think that's always kind of fun. Like. To, to let people in on it. And they might be really resistant to it. And you, you don't have to convince them. You can just say, like, hey, just do me one favor, like, read this one book. And if you don't like it, that's totally fine. But if I think it might plant some seeds in you, or I think it might help you think about things differently. It certainly helped me. And remember with all of this, that so like, again, it's not about you. Like what other people are talking about is not a judgment of you. It's not about you. It's their own internal shit. And And I think it's really important to remember that you are on your own path and your own journey. So let's talk about four ways to make doing these things. We'll call them setting boundaries a little bit easier. So number one is to have an ally. So especially around the holidays, like maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your sibling or one of your parents, someone who knows what you've been going through and knows the boundaries that you'd like to set that way they can have your back. If anything pops up. So for example, they can jump in and change the subject if your creepy uncle, Jerry, is what I said, (laughs) makes a remark about food or, or bodies. They can jump in if your mom wants talking about talk, stop talking about how she's so concerned for your health. You don't need to do this alone. And I think that that's really important. So, you know, have an ally, tell them like, this is what I'm worried about. This is, you know, can you help me with this? So if you hear someone talking about this stuff, can you just help me change the subject? Or if you hear mom saying stuff about me, can you like really support me in that? Help me like assert that boundary. And I think that that's super important. Try to find someone who can support you in the situation just to make it easier. So the onus is not all on you. It's a lot of mental and emotional labor to handle this stuff on your own. Number two is to set small boundaries. So if setting these things feels scary and hard, start by practicing in little ways. So saying start by just changing the subject matter. Start by asserting yourself in, in little conversations. And just even like in, from a broader perspective, start by saying no to things you don't want to do. That's a really good place to just start putting your needs first. And the more that you can assert your needs, the easier it becomes for you to set bigger boundaries with people and stand up for yourself more in bigger situations. Third way to make boundary setting a little easier is enforce them. Again, it requires a lot of emotional and mental labor, but you have to enforce them. If the person starts crossing the line and you don't speak up or reinforce the boundary, then it has not been effective. You have to enforce it to maintain it and to make it easier for you to say, Nope, Mm -hmm. I do not tolerate that. Okay. Lastly, and this has sub points to it, but have a support kit. So this is something that I have clients do. Have kind of like an emotional support kit. So number one, like and this is related to if if you know if you've been around a lot of diet talk and you know it gets to you or or you've been in a situation where someone's made a comment about your food or your body Have a support kit. So, I kind of have like four pieces to this. The first one is have someone that you can share your feelings with. Who can you speak to about your feelings? You can have the best body image in the world, but that doesn't protect you from feeling like a sack of shit if someone has criticized you. So, if you are hurting, you have to reach out for support. You have to speak your feelings. Leaving that shame inside only breeds more anger and shame, which can result in just you being really harsh on yourself. So let it out. Shame has to be spoken. What does Brene Brown say? Like shame, shame cannot live. Shame cannot survive being shared or something like that. Anyways, let it out. Talk to somebody about your feelings. Have someone that you can speak to about that. Two is have a really compassionate response to yourself. So a lot of the work I do with people is really cultivating compassion and compassionate self-talk. But in its simplest form, it's just how can you respond to yourself with compassion in this situation and really actively drawing that self-talk and getting into that, like your heart to really be nurturing and compassionate with yourself. And whether that is like you writing it out in your journal, or you just like constantly talking to yourself very kindly to get through it. Number three is really knowing what soothes you. So what can you do in a situation where you're feeling really crappy, really bad? Maybe it's, you go for a walk, maybe it's watching a movie, maybe it's cuddling your child, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's calling a friend, like have some go-to things that are really good for self-soothing and things that you can do to just make some time for yourself to recharge yourself. And then number four is to have some body positive inspiration that is like your go-to. So whether it's like a quote, a meme, a passage from a book, a podcast, like a blog post that you'd want to go back and read, have some stuff that like really helps to reinforce these messages and make you feel better and make you know that other people have been through these hardships before they've overcome it. Like go look at like a Jess Baker Instagram account, like just see how badass she is and vulnerable too. And how she has rough moments. I think that, you know, she's just such a good role model or go read a passage from Lindy West book, you know, like people like that. I think that we can really rely on to help, help like spark that fire, reignite that fire in us that maybe has been dulled when we've been put in a situation where we felt disrespected or put down. So have that emotional support kit. That's going to be really important to this. Last thing I want to talk about quickly in this episode is just being resilient to the whole pressure to diet after the holidays, being resilient to diet ads. So I think that that whole thing that I just went through, that emotional support kit is actually pretty applicable here. So in terms of, you know, sharing your feelings that you're, if you're worried or if you're like feeling pressure to diet, like what are you actually feeling inside? Like you might be feeling shame about your body. So talking about some of those things, having someone who can support you there being really compassionate with yourself. Um really focusing on things that recharge you and make you feel good and having that body positive inspiration. That's super applicable to this. I, that should actually just be the answer to this. <laughs> but another thing I want to add to this is that just know that like that diet stuff is going to be ev- everywhere. So try to shelter yourself as much as possible. I don't mean like lock yourself in your room and become a shut-in, but I mean, you know, delete the uh report the diet ads on your Facebook feed. Make sure that you're hiding stuff, like hide your updates from friends who are doing like their whatever diet for January, really immerse yourself in books and podcasts that are anti diet. There's so many books now, like so many books, which is fantastic. Tons of podcasts, like you could spend 24 hours a day immersed in this. And that's really going to be like the thing that makes you the most resilient, because you got to counter those messages, you got to counter them. And do not even think about dieting after the holidays, because all that's going to do is trigger the restriction mindset, which I'll talk about in the next episode. So create your own little bubble, put that together, that emotional support kit, that's going to help you be more resilient. And just doing all this kind of like body acceptance work, anti-diet work uh, is really important to helping you become more resilient. So thank you so much for all these great questions, and hopefully you found some of these tips useful. You can get the free download "How to Handle Diet and Body Talk" by going to the show notes for this episode, summerinandin.com forward slash one five four, and that's just a free download that outlines those steps that I talked about in in this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back with the second part that talks about what to do with food guilt and all that other stuff next time. Okay, rock on. I'm Summer Inanen, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer If you haven't yet, Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.